Hello and welcome to Secrets of Organ Playing podcast. We are your hosts, Vidas Pinkavichus and Oshamut Zeta Pinkavichin. We've been mastering secrets of organ playing for more than 20 years and sharing them on this blog since 2011. On this show, which we create from our home in Vilnius, Lithuania, we strive to help you grow in every area of organ playing, including practice, technique, repertoire, sight reading, hymn playing, improvisation, composition, music theory, harmony, and many others. Our hope is to help you become a complete musician, or what we call as total organist, a program which we have created to help you reach your dreams faster than you would do on your own. If you are new here, we invite you to subscribe to receive free updates of this blog at organduo.lt. By subscribing, you will also receive free video on how to master any organ composition and 10-day organ playing mini course. And now let's go to the podcast for today. Hi guys, this is Vidas. And Osha. Let's start uh, episode 413 of Secrets of Organ Playing podcast. This question was sent by Eddie. He writes, Hi Vidas and Osha. I enjoy your ideas on uh, improvisation in the modern style. I am now ready to embark at a fairly late age of 69 today on the challenging and exciting path of improvisation on the organ. I must confess, however, that I am at this stage of a real dummy and raw beginner. But I have a great desire and urge to be able to at least be able to improvise somewhat before I die. I have also embarked on online organ teaching, which is also an exciting endeavor for me. God bless and keep on with your and your wife's good work for organists. Regards, Eddie. What are your thoughts, Osha, for starters, about Eddie's improvisation efforts when he is 69 years old? I think that it's amazing that people... At various ages, you know, pursue their dreams. I think it's wonderful. Because, you know, while you have dreams and you do something new, you learn something new, it means you will not get old so soon. You are so right, Osha. I just, uh, you know, have this laptop in my lap. And when I open my new window on the browser, by clicking new tab, I get this greeting, good morning with us, what is your main focus for today? The computer talks to me. And there is a sentence for every day. And today is the sentence, anyone who stops learning is old. <laughs> Henry Ford. So it just proves what you know I'm saying that. If you are still interested in something and are learning new things, it means you are not old. Exactly. And the most probably inventive and successful people on earth never stop learning. I think it's very important to stay curious about something all the time. That's right, Osha. Uh, what are you curious today about? Well, today... Mm-hmm. 
Today I'm curious about how I will draw a comic because the <laughs> theme of today is very interesting. <laughs> is Iron Man. And I, I probably will have to draw Spikey as an Iron Man and so far I don't have an idea how to do it. Put Spikey in armor? That's right. Mm. I might have to either develop your idea further, like steal your idea, or um, do an Iron, Iron Man from another character, maybe our bird Cornelius. That's true. So now, what do you think about you no know, learning improvisation at the age of 69? Do you think it's a very hard thing? Or is it possible? No, it's of course, everything is possible. But with age, uh, probably people need more patience. Do you think people in general are more patient with age or not? It depends on how how uh, how you react into onto the changes and other circumstances around you. I've seen people who are patient, and I've seen people who are getting very impatient too. So, Vidas, could you tell us what would be your steps if you would be 69 and would want to learn to improvise? What actions would you take? I assume Eddie is interested in modern style. I'm interested in modern style as well. So, I like the idea of starting small at the beginning, limiting yourself at the start and not worrying about too many stylistical stylistical ideas or technical details uh, but uh, choosing just a few notes maybe four notes to improvise on like C, D, E and F that could be a nice exercise uh, start a timer a timer and uh, improvise on those four notes without stopping for two minutes or five minutes or ten minutes. Always uh, trying to do something interesting with those uh, four notes. And you can use any octave, any hand. You can play with pedals, those pitches. Any order, you can mix them up. You can um, have different rhythms. And you can have, of course, different... Uh, um, registration texture right so that would be my first step do you think it, it works yes I think it would work if uh, four notes are too much you know some beginners really don't don't have good grasp of, of four fingers at all so maybe you start with one note let's say C and uh, since you only are worrying about the note C then the, the pitches are not important, right? Everything is in C. It's like um, it's like a percussion instrument. Then you are only worrying about rhythms. Then and uh, do anything that you want with the pitch C, but try to do an interesting rhythms, right? And then after a while, so you can you can do two pitches, 
after a few days when you get comfortable C and D then you will have you know more variety with two pitches it's like jump from C to D it's it's unbelievable if you if you think one note and suddenly two notes and those two notes say a lot right I know some people might laugh at this idea starting with C alone but but it depends on where you are right if you're never touched uh, the organ before or keyboard before or if you are so afraid of making mistakes when you improvise and you will make many mistakes and that's okay actually make as many mistakes as you want the more the better that's my idea because that's improvisation so there cannot be mistakes is that right uh, yes and no right if you if you say to yourself it's a mistake then it's it's a mistake if you say no it's not a mistake then you can elaborate that so-called mistake into an episode right sometimes I improvise and make sound a little a little bit um, different from what I intended but then I repeat a few times the same idea and it becomes something uh, uh, something uh, that I intentionally did I have noticed that a few times in your improvisation yes like uh, like I had this uh, very loud episode playing with mixtures and reeds with my hands and feet like a culmination and then suddenly I want to play softly and I gradually be, you know start to reduce the stops on the manuals or maybe jump on the second manual play with strings and I sometimes forget to <laughs> reduce the pedals and this bombarded is you know like like um, like a real um, uh, trombone suddenly out of nowhere like real beast mm-hmm so what what do I do then I repeat a few repeat times it, yes. maybe not right away but after 10 seconds I repeat it that just one note uh-huh so then I have two trombone notes and then maybe third time I repeat the same note again and maybe listeners will understand, oh, that's intentional and something he wants to express some idea with this low bombard note. So it's like cheating your audience and cheating yourself in a way. It's actually going with the flow. You know, wherever your, your, uh, your mind goes, you follow. So if I understand it right, doing improvisation, the most important thing is not to stop. Exactly. That's why we recommend timers and resist the temptation to stop. The first 90 seconds are the most difficult. Actually, the first second is the most difficult, just to sitting down on the bench. Very exciting. But when you reach, let's say, five minutes... You don't want to stop. You, you, you discover, oh, that's interesting, and you want to elaborate it. And, and when the timer goes off at uh, maybe 10 minutes, you suddenly think, why why did it end so quickly? You know? 
that's why I, what I also noticed in your improvisations that I'm thinking this is culmination and now the end will come and it's not there is another culmination and then another one and I'm wondering how will you finish it up uh, towards the end of my recital I I have this thought how do I finish <laughs> and um, uh, sometimes the piece itself improvisation itself um, uh, suggests the ending too like um, if if I play some very fast running passages in the hands maybe I can finish abruptly with going downwards or upwards and and um, stopping like that like vanishing into the air not necessarily uh, five long chords like at the end of the symphony sometimes I do that too of course very exciting. So I hope that you got some ideas from your thoughts. And always record yourself and if you are brave, share it online for others to see. And this feedback will will help you grow, will help you sit down on the organ bench again. And participate in our Secrets of Organ playing contest, right? Remember, you don't have to play repertoire all the time. You can play anything you want. Yes, we are looking forward to hear you playing. Yes. This was Vidas. And Usha. And remember, when you practice... Miracles happen. This blog is supported by Total Organist, the most comprehensive organ training program online where you will find courses for every area of organ playing, including technique, practice, sight reading, repertoire playing, hymn playing, improvisation, composition, music theory and harmony, with hundreds of scores and thousands of exercises. Here is what some of the students are saying. Hugh writes, The sight reading course has helped me tremendously. Thank you very much for your essays, courses and all your help. Robert writes, I found the fingerings, registration ideas and general comments to be excellent. John writes, I have found your download very helpful. It was really excellent. I have watched some of your teaching videos and when I read your instructions. I try to imagine you are there teaching me. You may feel disappointed that I am two three days behind, but I am a slow learner and I have committed to taking the time to get it right as you say. But the other night my wife commented that she had never heard me play such a detailed melody in the left hand so well. My left hand is generally poor. Robert writes, It has been a great pleasure in my life of having discovered your courses and material as well as the YouTube work of recordings. You have a calm and pleasant way of teaching. Ron writes, Hi Vides and Osha, thank you guys. What a wonderful response to my email note to you. You've got me right, and I feel you understand my level of playing. Yes, at home and lucky that I have an organ for that reason. I am paying attention to this, and I am going to try this haha no longer secret model. Yes, and I love Caesar Frank too. What is very nice about your blog podcast is that Osha and Vidas are like a Socratic dialogue, and by bouncing things off of each other, 
so much more information comes out and is expressed. Your comments contain a wealth of information and understanding. I really appreciate this. It is very inspiring and will keep us moving forward. Would you like to receive the same or even better results that our students are getting? If so, join them at organduo.lt slash total dash organist. And of course, you will get the first month free too. You can cancel anytime. Also, if you haven't yet subscribed to receive free updates of this blog, make sure you do that at organduo.lt. By subscribing, you will also receive free video How to Master Any Organ Composition and 10-Day Organ Playing Mini Course. This was Vidas and Osha from Secrets of Organ Playing. And remember, when you practice, miracles happen.